So guys, have you ever wondered what it's like to make social media your job? Do you want to know what coaching women to be their best selves really is like? Is working harder really better or working smarter? Well, today we're talking to Amy Crumpton, owner of Social Cactus and a great business coach with the most positive vibes and the kindest person. One, two, three. Hola, hello everyone. It's your host, Sabrina, and welcome to the Pretty Sure Podcast, where we'll talk about everything from travel, dating, to expat life, and everything in between. With new guests and topics each week, we'll get advice, some insights, and talk about things I'm pretty sure you've all experienced at one point or another. Sometimes all we really want to know is why, what does it mean, and am I the only one? See, I felt alone many times in my life, but I've gotten through it all by having my friends at my side. So I want you to think of me as your new best friend. We'll laugh together and maybe even overthink a little, but we'll have a damn good time at it all. So get ready, guys, because here we go. So guys, if you'd have asked me a couple of years ago what I'd be doing with my life, I never in a million years would have imagined, first of all, myself as a podcast host, secondly, building a business, and least of all, still living in Paris. But here I am six years later. Don't know what's going to happen, but Paris is my home now. It's actually funny to think how life turns out, and I'm pretty sure in a couple of years I'll be thinking the exact same thing when I look back at this moment, because really you never know what you'll end up doing, and in our guest Amy's case, you'd never think that the business you started would change from what it initially was intended to be to what it is now. But here comes our guest. Welcome, Amy, to Pretty Sure, and please introduce yourself and tell us your story. We're dying to know. Hello, and thank you so much for having me. Um, so yeah, my story is a little crazy, to be honest with you. I never in a million years thought that I would have a business, let alone a six-figure business. So it kind of all started back in 2017. I had a job before that in PR and marketing, and I just knew that that type of life wasn't for me, going into an office every day and sitting down, doing the same day over and over again. And I handed in my notice and went traveling around Central and South America with no intention of ever starting a business. And then I was in a bar one day, just talking to this lady and she had a online business in digital marketing. And she's like, I really need some help. Um, I really need some help with my marketing business. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, that's what I used to do back home. I'd love to help if I can. She's like, oh my God, amazing. Like, I would love to hire you. Like there and then on the spot offered me like a freelance job. And I was like, wow, like I never expected that. <laughs> anyway, fast forward another six months, I was then in Peru. And I actually drank some plant healing medicine called San Pedro. Not many people have heard okay. of this. Um, Is it kind of like ayahuasca in Mexico? Yeah, it's kind of like oh. ayahuasca. It's a more mild version. Anyway, okay. I drank the cactus plant. It was a cactus. <laughs> and then I just had this download that I should start my own business. And I had all these feelings of, what if I can't make it? What if I'm not good enough? And I just thought, what else have I got to lose here? Like, I may as well just give it a go and just see what happens. Anyway, so I started up a social media business and I had a lot of success really, really quickly. And I was like, I'm actually really good at this. And then over time, a lot of social media managers were coming to me to ask, how have I built this really amazing business so quickly? So then I decided to pivot and then help other social media managers in developing their business and up leveling. 
And then from there, I was getting asked by so many other business owners, like, can you help me? Do you just work with social media managers? So I decided to pivot again. And now I work with um, um, service-based business owners and other coaches and help them to level their business as well. So it's been quite a journey, but it has been so fantastic. I've loved every single second. So that's really interesting. So you're actually traveling while you started your business. And how did it come that you start doing social media? Like, had you worked before in social media? Or was it just what, like your kind of talent that you were good at? And then this person came up to you and they're like, oh my God, please do it for me. Yeah. So before I went traveling, I actually worked for a PR and marketing agency. So I was looking Mm -hmm. after a lot of businesses. I was doing their social media. I was doing their PR. I was doing all sorts of other marketing for them as well. So My background was in social media and marketing, which is why I decided to set up a social media business because that's what I was helping the the marketing agency in the States do as well. So yeah, it Mm -hmm. all just kind of made sense to start a social media business. I felt really passionate about that. I felt like that was my zone of genius. And yeah, and it was just so much fun. Um, to start that business and that's where the name social cactus actually came from from drinking the cactus plant and then it's <laughs> amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> so many people are so amazed by that story well it's great that you're telling it because most people would be like oh yeah I just you know I went yeah. on vacation and somebody told me the name but it's great because yeah. it's those kinds of experiences that actually stay with you for the long haul and it gives meaning to the company names yeah exactly exactly it's people always remember it and they always take pictures of cactus when they're out and about so it's really cool that people remember me when they see a cactus <laughs> totally you remind me of one of my best friends she's actually in love with cactuses and as well I do the same thing like every time I see a cactus I send her a picture so Aww. I think I'm gonna start doing that with you now <laughs> yes, please do <laughs> And so how did the social media managers uh, start coming to you? Like, did they start contacting you or how did you get into coaching social media managers? So what was happening was I was attracting a lot of social media managers through social media and I was Mm -hmm. building up really great relationships with them and having um, really good conversations and DMs. And then people just started to ask me like, oh, I really love how you've done this. I really love the way that you've done that. Like, can you please, you know, help me in my business Mm -hmm. as well? And it just grew from there, really. I never, ever intended for that to be my business. It just yeah. kind of happened. So before, what do you think you'd have been doing? Like, did you always dream of being, you know, like VP of some company or CEO or like, what was your dream before? Yeah, never. Like, it's so weird because I feel like I, I had this wake up moment probably about 10 years ago. So I read The Secret like everybody does. And it was yeah. kind of... <laughs> It was the moment for me where I was like, oh my goodness, I feel like I've been living life with my eyes closed. Like I didn't have any dreams. I didn't have any aspirations. I just thought that, you know, you go through life and you go to school, you get a job, you get married, you have kids. But I always knew that wasn't meant for me. So I definitely felt this disconnect there with, I knew I wasn't following my life's purpose, but I didn't have any idea what that was. And it was only... Um, yeah, so about 10 years ago, after reading The Secret, I moved to Spain. I actually moved to Marbella with my best friend. And that was for me, like the start of living life. And I had the most amazing three years living in Spain. And then in the winter, I would go traveling around Asia and backpacking. And it was just amazing, like life changing. And it was from there that I started to create these goals for myself. Like maybe I can actually make something of my life and do something worthwhile. Um, So growing up, didn't have any dreams of becoming anything 
<laughs> successful. And I think it just comes down to the limiting belief of I didn't really believe that that was on the cards for me. You know, like yeah. I came from a normal family where we just had normal jobs and that type of thing. But then once you get into this online space and you see the opportunities that are out there for everybody, you start thinking, well, why can't that happen for me as well? Like, why can't I have that success? And totally. yeah, and that's when I started working towards this big dream and helping people and helping them to live their best life as well. And now I feel like I'm absolutely on the right track of, you know, helping people to achieve things that they never thought were possible and to stretch what they thought was possible. And it's just, I wake up every day with so much passion and energy and purpose. And that for me is what living life is all about. That's amazing. So where are you actually based now? Are you still traveling the world and working or are you based somewhere? Well, right now I am back in the UK. So I've been back here for a couple of years. Um, I met my fiance five years ago now and we've bought a house but we still have a huge dream we want to buy a big villa in Marbella in Spain um, and we want to continue traveling the world and working and just living life and enjoying ourselves but right now we're based in the UK. That's fabulous and did you ever think you were going to go back to the UK or were you thinking let's just travel and see what happens like did you have a plan? Yeah, to be honest, my dream was to just travel and then just see where I ended up. I never expected that I was going to come back to the UK and meet somebody from my hometown. I had this dream <laughs> of meeting somebody from like Brazil or Argentina. And then I came home and met my fiance like the same week I moved back to the UK. Um, wow. So yeah, I felt like I had this calling to come home. And I was like, I don't know where this calling is coming from, but I'm just getting this mm -hmm. huge pull to go back to the UK and I have no idea why. And then I met my now fiance. So I'm guessing that the universe had it all planned out for me. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Sometimes we never realize. Um, and so social media can get really overwhelming. Um, do you have any tips or what have you learned along the way that has helped you throughout the years to kind of not be well overwhelmed by it? With social media, it's all about making sure that you are following positive people. If anybody is making you feel unworthy or making you feel not good enough or giving you imposter syndrome, is just unfollow, delete, remove, whatever you need to do. I would always keep your followers positive, high vibe, people that make you feel good. Um, yeah. just, just be aware of the content that you are consuming. And if it's making you feel any negative thoughts or feelings, just analyze like, why am I feeling like that? Do you need to do some work on your own mindset? Can you just remove those people? Um, because we are in control of the content that we consume, right? So totally. I think it's just being really aware of the people that we're following. And do you find that it's hard? Like, do you still use social media for yourself or is it mostly business focused now? Like, can you find the balance? Yeah, I mean, it's mainly business focused, but because I love what I do so much, I feel like this is just life anyway. So I kind of mix the two together. Um, I don't really use a personal Instagram page. It's just my business personal, sorry, my business page um, and Facebook. I go through phases with using Facebook. It's like I've got a Facebook group, which is amazing. And I've got such a fantastic community in there. And I started, I started to use my personal Facebook as more of a business page anyway. So yeah, I mm -hmm. guess I just use it all for business. <laughs> Do you not miss just being able to go on and chat and see your friends or since it's just so integrated into your life, it's yeah. the same thing now? Yeah, exactly. Like my friends are still on there and I can still see what they're doing and what they're up to. And that's really, really cool. Um, 
but yeah, I just, I just love it. It's just, for me, it's just life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great that you have a passion for it. What's the hardest lesson you've learned from starting your business and putting yourself out there? Because obviously you're out there for the world to see and to be criticized if they like it, if they don't. Mm -hmm. Like what's the hardest thing you've learned from making social media your life? So I guess it would be understanding that there is no failures as long as you can learn from from the mistakes and the things that go wrong, right? Because not everything mm-hmm. is ever going to go completely as you imagined it to. And we can always learn so many lessons from the things that don't always go to plan. And I think yeah. that's been my biggest learning because in the past, I've been someone that if something hasn't gone right, I wanted to quit and give up because it got too hard. I think that's been the biggest learning is that actually the things that go wrong sometimes turn out to be the best things. That makes sense. That's a great takeaway from it. And do you feel that um, it's easier now that you know your purpose to communicate with your audience and to your community and everything? Like, how has that changed for you since you're finally aligned with what you're doing? Like, do you feel like there's a difference from how it was before? Yeah, I feel like now I'm actually talking from the heart rather than just writing things because I thought that's what people wanted to hear. So I think that's one thing that I've really learned from leaning into my purpose is that thing like content just comes so much more naturally now because you don't really have to Mm -hmm. think about it it's just like it just flows out of me (laughs) (laughs) what does success mean for you is it more a monetary thing is it more a community thing or how how do you measure success for yourself for your business for life for everything I love this question. I ask it to all my clients as well. (laughs) So for me, success is all about freedom. It's the freedom of choice. It's the freedom to do whatever I want, whenever I want. It's financial freedom. So it's everything that comes with freedom. And it's mainly to do with choices. It's like the choice to do whatever I want to do. If I want to go and jump on a plane and, you know, go and work from the other side of the world, then I absolutely can. And having that financial freedom as well that enables me to do that, for me, that is success. Um, And I know a lot of people, they base success just on money, but money without a reason is completely pointless. Like there's no point having all this cash in the bank if you've got nothing to spend it on. Um, So for me, it's all about freedom, freedom of choice and financial freedom as well. Totally. That makes a lot of sense. That's great takeaway. I feel like it's very important to remember that money isn't everything. So yeah. the the way that you're explaining that success is something different, it's just fabulous. Yeah. And actually, how did you get over the fear? Like, were you ever afraid when you moved, for example, to Marbella or when you went elsewhere to live and work? Were you ever afraid of what the outcome would be? Like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this place or you were just so excited. Like, how did you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, every time I travel somewhere, like I'm just so passionate about traveling that I just love the experiences that come with that. So I've never Mm -hmm. been somewhere and thought, oh, I wonder if I don't like it, because if I don't like it, then I'll just go somewhere else. Um, I think moving to Marbella was a really, really big step out of my comfort zone because I had my parents and my peers at the time saying like, you're going to leave a job and go and live in Marbella like you don't speak Spanish? What if you can't find work out there? You know, like all these reasons why I shouldn't do it. And I was like, well, if it doesn't work out, I can just move back again. You know, it's like I've always had that mindset of it's worth trying something and it doesn't work out. And then thinking, oh, well, I'm, I'm really glad that I gave it a go instead of not trying something because I was afraid that it wouldn't work out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Um, and then when I moved across to Central and South America, um, Chris, my fiance and I, we were doing a backpacking trip around, like, we didn't have a ticket home. We just planned to travel for as long as possible. And we absolutely mm. loved it. We ended up living in Guatemala for three or four months. And then we wow. lived in Utila in Honduras on a tiny little Caribbean island, learning to scuba dive. And it was just magical. We just absolutely loved it. And the only reason why we came home was because I had a bike accident on the world's most dangerous road in Bolivia. It was actually called oh, Death yeah. Road. Um, mm. And I fell off the bike and I had to go to hospital for two weeks. And I really, really injured my leg to the point where oh. I could barely walk. And it was like, there's no point continuing this trip because we were about to head into Chile and Argentina where there's so much hiking and so many activities and it just wouldn't have done the trip justice. So we decided to come back to England, but I just started my business just before the bike accident happened. So again, I feel like the universe was testing me like, no, 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 you need to go back home now and work on this business because it's going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. So you can always come back traveling. <laughs> Your leg's going to be fine. Don't panic. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why we cut the trip short. But it was an adventure to say the least. That's crazy. Yeah. And having learned all of that, um, do you still find ways to challenge yourself? Like, do you feel it's important to still find new ways to get yourself out of your comfort zone? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is, like, once you've got out of your comfort zone, um, like so many times, that starts to become normal because you push mm -hmm. yourself so often. It's like, oh, now this is normal. So you've always got to look for new ways to challenge, challenge yourself even more. Um, for me, that's public speaking. Like that's one thing that I've always struggled with, even though when people see me on social media or they hear me on podcasts or training videos, they always think I am so, so confident, but yeah. I'm not like, it's so weird. I am, but at the same time, like public speaking is something that terrifies me. So this year I plan to do a lot more public speaking. Um, and I also want to put on my own in-person event as well. So that's something mm -hmm. that I'm doing right now to push myself again out of my comfort zone. So yeah, I think that's so important. And what kind of mindset hacks do you go for yourself to be able to, well, I mean, even challenge yourself? Because I know for a lot of people, even going live on Instagram or Facebook is really hard and it takes a lot of convincing. Like, how do you deal with this? Mm -hmm. How do you tell yourself, Amy, hey, you've got to do this. Come on. Well, I always think back to a time where I've pushed myself out of my comfort zone before. And I think mm -hmm. about, okay, so what happened then? Yes, I was really, really nervous. But then I did the scary thing. And then think how amazing you felt. Think about all the opportunities that came to you from stepping out of your comfort zone. Think about what's possible for you if you just do this scary thing right now. And that always mm -hmm. pushes me through. And I know that once I've done it once, I'm like, I feel amazing. It's like, yes, you get such a rush. And that always encourages me to keep pushing myself more and more and more. Yeah, totally. I agree with you. Totally. Um, it's really a hard, it's really easy to just stick with the, oh, I don't like this feeling. But if you think about it, my mom always tells me, like I always have her in the back of my mind. Um, things are easier than you think they are. Yes. Like, any challenge you see, it's not as big as you see it. It's only your perspective. But like you said, if you move yourself aside and remember to a different time, obviously it makes you 
see things in a different light. Exactly. Yeah, we build these scenarios up in our head. And that's the thing. It's just the story that we're telling ourselves. So just change the story, like just change the story that you're telling yourself. And I think right now with everything that's going on, like so many people have got this story in their head. And it's like, you just need to like play a new movie. That's all it is. Just like, deleting the old story and then putting a new one on um yeah kind of like on instagram you don't like what you post you just delete you archive and you change <laughs> that is exactly it yes <laughs> i love great that. metaphor <laughs> so tell us a bit more about what it's like to actually be a business coach now that you've pivoted like how is your day-to-day life what do you do for women people in general like what does being a business coach entail for you so for me it's about helping people to achieve epic goals It's about Mm -hmm. helping women to see what's possible for them, stretching themselves and just having fun. I think we put ourselves in these little boxes and think that that's all that we're capable of. So it's kind of like just opening the box and stepping out and thinking, oh my God, there is so much more available to me. Simply when I just step out of my comfort zone, simply when I just invest in myself and up level. And honestly, the transformations are just incredible. Like that for me is what keeps me going. It's seeing these women really push themselves and stretch themselves and get these amazing results. And then from there, they just go on to do the most incredible things. And I'm so proud of all the women that I work with, all the women that are in my community that are doing amazing things. And it's just helping to make the world a better place and just helping people with their mindset. And yeah, just it's amazing. I love it. So usually my week looks like quite flexible, really. So Tuesdays and Thursdays are my coaching days. And I like to batch Mm -hmm. my coaching days and get myself really in the zone. I know that on those days, I'm laser focused on helping people. And then Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I call them my get shit done days, (laughs) where (laughs) I do things like create content, create programs, um, like speak with my team, all the all the things that I need to do to keep my business running, I do on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. That's fabulous. And have you learned these organization skills from actually working in your business or have you always been organized? Because I know that also seems to be a problem, especially for me myself. Like I'm pretty organized, but I'm more of a like, okay, I'm done with this topic. I'm going to go back to this other topic now and do that until I finish or until I get tired. Because if I do way too much of one thing, I just go crazy. So like, have you (laughs) learned this on the go or have you always kind of been like, that way throughout your life it's still a work in progress and I actually started working with a time management coach last year um so it's time management and productivity coach because I knew that to get to where I wanted to be I really needed to work on my productivity and my time management because when you're working from home it's easy to get distracted sometimes I can get shiny object syndrome and I'm like oh I want to do that instead and like oh this looks fun and I have to stay really laser focused on what I'm doing so that things actually get done. So Google Calendar is my new best friend. Like everything gets (laughs) put into Google Calendar. Like every task, I give it a time limit. um, And I just make sure that I know exactly what I need to be doing. I use Asana to communicate with my team. I'm on top of my emails because they were out of control. (laughs) I've just managed to get that sorted. So yeah, being organized is so important, especially if you're wanting to scale your business. And it's about being disciplined as well. Like when you have all your activities planned out in Google Calendar, you know that if you're not going to do that task, 
that's going to have to slot in somewhere else. So you need to make sure that you are on it with the things that you need to do, because that's how you're going to be able to scale and grow and make more of an impact. Oh, totally. Yeah. Especially if you consider it that way. Like, I didn't do it now. When the hell am I going to put this into my calendar of Lem's books all in for the next three weeks or whatever? Yeah. I totally agree with you. It needs to get done, right? And because I'm someone that loves flexibility and freedom, then I know that yeah. if I don't do a task right now, I've got to then take my free time and do it then. So for me, it's really important that I just get tasks done when I say that yeah. I'm going to do them. Yeah. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. And you were mentioning that you also have a coach. So you being a coach and having a coach, do you think it's still important, doesn't matter the level you're at, to still have someone kind of keeping you not only focused, but what's the word, like acknowledgeable? Accountable. Yeah, Yeah. accountable. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I actually had three coaches at one point a few months ago. (laughs) I'm obsessed with working with coaches because I truly believe that if I want to serve my clients at the highest standard, that I need to Mm -hmm. be learning from the best as well and having that support system there. So yeah, I I think that all coaches should have coaches simply because Mm -hmm. like it just pushes you and stretches you and yet holds you accountable to the things that you say you're going to do. And I'm sure that you know that if you're paying, (laughs) you're investing a lot of money into a coach, you're going to show up and you're going to do the work and you're going to get stuff done. And that's truly how I see it. Um, So yeah, I'm always expanding my skills, expanding my knowledge. And I just love working with the coach. I just absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, well, it's pretty interesting to hear um, because I know that a lot of people, you know, that they get to a certain level and then they start thinking, oh, but like, who's going to teach me? Like, what are they going to teach me? We're at the same level. So it's really important, like you said, to always remember that regardless wherever you are, you still need someone to keep you accountable. And it also helps because it's like, okay, I'm paying this person. Yes, maybe we might be at the same level, but I still can learn something from that person. And also the fact that I'm paying is going to push me to say, okay, I got to do this because I already spend money on it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. And I think like as you grow and as you develop new skills and you're always reaching new levels and you need somebody there just to keep, you know, keep the momentum going and keep pushing you and pushing you because we do get to a limit. Like I'm sure you've heard of the glass ceiling and it's kind of like you believe you can get to this level and then you kind of take your foot off the gas because you've got there and you're like, cool, I'll just get comfortable now because I've reached what I thought was possible. And there is always yeah. a new level to reach, always. So I'm someone that's always striving for more because that's just who I am. Like That's my personality. I always want to be the best and deliver the best. Mm-hmm. So I need someone in my corner to to help me see that and to help me get there I mean I know I can get there on my own absolutely but having a coach just helps you to get there so much faster that's incredible that's a great way of looking at it and so tell me what's your favorite part about what you do I know you've mentioned a couple but what's your absolute favorite is it just being in touch and getting to know so many people is it making a change like what is the number one thing that still does it for you yeah so for me it's absolutely my client results and helping them to become better versions of themselves in life and business. Because like I was mentioning before, I truly believe Mm -hmm. it's all combined. Um, So for me, that is my absolute favorite part, like hopping on coaching calls with my clients and just seeing the transformation that they go through is just something that I will never, ever take for granted. I just think it's so amazing that these people have put their trust in me to help me well, help themselves become the best version of themselves. <laughs> and it's just it's just so magical to see. 
So something that you just mentioned, um, keeping track with all of your clients and everything, is it hard to see a line where you become their friends rather than their coach? Like, How do you deal with that, for example? Has it happened to you that you've become friends with your um, mentees? Does it always happen? Like, how, how does that work? Yeah, I'm literally best friends with all my clients. <laughs> and I always say, like, on the final call, I'm like, I'm so grateful that I've had the chance to work with you, but I really feel like I've made a really good friend because you're spending so long with these people. You get to know their life. You get to know their business. You get to know their struggles. You get to know their wins. You get to know everything about these people. And I, I'm someone that can't just be like, okay, thanks, bye. Like, I want to keep in contact <laughs> with these people because I've, I've yeah. invested all this time and energy with them and they've invested all that time and energy with me. And yeah. I just think it's such a beautiful relationship when you can be friends with your clients. Um, and yeah, I love it. And I think that you don't need to keep it separate. I don't think you need to be super professional and, you know, mm-hmm. not mix business with pleasure. Like, I truly believe that you can be friends with your clients. That's a great perspective. Yeah. I know it's also very hard because that's usually what they teach you, right? You shouldn't mix business with pleasure. It's not that great. But like you said, when you're a coach, you just get to know them on such a deep level that sometimes it can't even be avoided. Like it just happens naturally. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's great. I love it. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you have a lot of interesting experiences, but can you tell us the funniest or most embarrassing even you've had so far in your businesses? Oh my goodness. The most embarrassing thing. Well, the the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, everyone is so terrified to do a live video on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that used yeah. to be my biggest fear was forgetting what I was going to say, stumbling on my words or just looking pretty stupid. So anyway, I was doing a live stream and a comment popped up and I started to read this comment and it just completely threw me off track. I just completely forgot what I was talking about to the point where yeah. I just had no idea what the topic of the live was even about. And I just had to ask <laughs> everybody that was watching, can you remind me what I'm actually oh talking about? But it was so funny because I couldn't believe that the thing that I was the most worried about happening on a live stream <laughs> was actually happening. But the people watching it thought it was also hilarious. I thought it was hilarious yeah. and we just laughed it off. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I got so many comments from people after that saying, you handled it so well. I love the fact that you could just mm-hmm. laugh at yourself and just laugh it off. Like so many people would have freaked out in that situation. And I was like, wow, this used to be the thing that I was most scared about. And it was actually so hilarious. But that's probably the most embarrassing thing that's happened so far. <laughs> Did it happen right at the beginning or had you already had some time yeah, with your business like and everything? Ten, oh, it was, that was about um, a few months ago, maybe like six months ago that happened. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, literally just completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm so mortified. I haven't done a live video yet, but it's on my schedule as well. I'm like, it even happens to me here. A couple of times I've been like talking and then I'm like, oh my God, what was I going to say? And then I just kind of like try to find my thoughts. But like you said, it's, I think it's even harder when it's live. Mm Because there are so many factors and you have to kind of like keep your eye on the ball. It's not like, okay, it's recorded. Like, it's fine. It's like, no, it's actually, it's happening. Everyone's seeing. Yeah. (laughs) It was so funny. (laughs) And because there's a delay as well. So then I had to wait for them to hear me say, I've forgotten what I'm talking about. And then wait for someone to then write the comment for then me to see it. So there was like a really (laughs) big delay, but it was, it was funny. I can it happens and see it's great to know that to it happened to everyone exactly yeah (laughs) 
So is there one thing you'd like to tell your younger self if you could? Like if you meet little Amy, mm-hmm. is there something specific that you'd like to tell her? I would say, Your experience, your business or whatever it is. Yeah, I would definitely say it's don't be afraid to dream big and dream mm-hmm. bigger than you ever thought possible because you absolutely can achieve anything that you put your mind to. There really are no limits and yeah. just go for it. Like even if it doesn't work out, who cares? Like just go and give it a shot and just have fun. That is what I would yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And so in keeping with the theme, I'd like to know, um, I'm pretty sure you've also had an experience where you feel like either you're probably the only one to live it or to think it. Um, can you tell us what it is? Maybe it was a thought, it was a fear. And also, what would you tell other people that might think the same thing? It would probably be the feeling of not being good enough or not knowing enough. And that Mm-hmm. Um, like imposter syndrome that can sometimes hold you back from mm-hmm. taking action on the things that you want to achieve. So I would definitely say that everyone has those thoughts and feelings. Everyone at some point thinks that they're not good enough at something or they don't know enough or, you know, like there's somebody else out there doing it better, but there's only mm-hmm. one you and there's only you that can do it your way because you are unique. So like, don't let that be the thing that holds you back from taking action. Because who knows, mm-hmm. you might actually be the best at that thing. And there's someone else out there thinking that they're, you know, that they're not good enough and that you're better yeah. than them. So I think we do put ourselves down so much. And to just be more kinder to ourselves and just love ourselves a little bit more. And, you know, we can't possibly know everything. Like, that is impossible. We, we will never, ever, ever know everything. But we're always learning. We're always developing new skills. We're always growing and we're always, always getting better. So I think the feeling of not being good enough is just complete BS. Like this is one of my limiting beliefs that sometimes crops up yeah. with me as well. But it's just looking back on past experiences, looking at the things that you've done in the past and thinking, Do you know what? I absolutely killed it. Or I absolutely smashed that thing that I thought I couldn't do. And just proving to yeah. yourself that you can do anything that you want in life. You just have to believe and you just have to go for it. Yeah, definitely. You just have to remind yourself that anything is possible. And also that everyone started at some point. Like Steve Jobs didn't start where he started. Oprah didn't start where she started. You didn't start where you started. I didn't. Like nobody did. Everyone was always a beginner at something. So I think it's like you said, it's really important to just remind yourself, like try if you fail, it's not a failure. You just learn something from it. You can just move on. Absolutely. And improve. Yes, exactly. We're always getting better. We're always improving. And like you just said, we all have to start somewhere. But the most important mm-hmm. thing is just to start. Um, so yeah, I love that. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Talking from you, it just you inspired that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> So I want to end this episode chat with a couple of lighthearted and rapid fire questions for you to keep the atmosphere a little bit fun. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay. So would you rather never use social media again or only use one app for the rest of your life? Only use one app. Oh, what would it be? Instagram. I love the gram. It's my favorite. (laughs) I can agree. I can attest to that. I love it as well. I feel like it's the most fun. It is. I'm just always on stories. Just always. Just can't stop. Won't stop. (laughs) Yes. Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Oh, no. That's a horrible question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is. I think I would rather lose the ability to read because I can just listen to audiobooks. (laughs) 
That's a good one. I can't not That's speak. kind of a good way. That is not happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. I feel like we're both chatterboxes, yeah. so it'd be a bit hard. <laughs> so nowadays there's a lot of craze on TikTok. So would you rather Instagram or TikTok? Oh, Instagram. I'm not on TikTok, but I've been trying mm-hmm. to learn the um, some of the dances that I've been seeing people do, like really badly, yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> You should start an Instagram challenge. Yeah, maybe I should. (laughs) Social cactus challenge. Yeah, it's the one by the weekend. I've been trying to master that one. Oh, I haven't checked it, but I'm definitely going to check it out now. I also don't have TikTok, but I'm also trying to learn what it's all about just to like recommend to people. But I agree. Um, Are you more of a late or an early person? And it could be for mornings or nights. I am an early person. I wake up early. I do my morning routine. I go for an amazing walk every morning. Um, I want to be in bed by 10 o'clock every night. (laughs) I get so tired. What? (laughs) Yeah. At what time do you wake up? Wait. I wake up about six o'clock. Okay, that's not too Mm -hmm. bad. That's crazy. I can never go to bed before midnight. Really? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more of a night owl myself. <laughs> Would you rather go out or stay in? Ooh, well, right now, I'd rather go out, but I also love staying in. <laughs> okay, so both. A bit of both, yeah. I mean, I do love like uh, dinner, going for drinks. Um, I used to yes. be a real party girl back when I was like in my 20s. And now I'm definitely more of a stay in with a bottle of wine. But I still like to go out for a, um, for a nice meal and some drinks. That's a good way of looking at it. Do you rather work from home or in an office? Work from home. Absolutely. Yes. So when I started my business and I was working from home all the time, I was like, oh, this is so boring. I'm going to go and join a co-working space. I think I lasted mm-hmm. two months because people just would not stop talking to me. I was like, how does anybody get anything done around here? So I had to quit. I had to quit the co-working space. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. Well, at least it's true. In your house, you can stay in your PJs all day or like in sweats and just work from morning, yeah. from dawn to dusk. So. Yeah, the thing is, I love getting ready in the morning. Like I will always get showered, get dressed, put makeup on because mm-hmm. it makes me just feel so much more empowered. I don't know why. Like sometimes I can work in like gym pants and things, but I much prefer just to get dressed up and get ready for the day. It makes me feel like super confident as well. there's something to it I feel like that's why even though nowadays people are stuck in their houses they still get ready even if they're not going out because it kind of like you said it helps motivate you and prepare you for the day yeah definitely I love it (laughs) are you a beach or a city girl Ooh, beach 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 I love the beach nice you're one of my people yeah like I have on my vision board it's this amazing villa in Spain it looks over the sea oh it's amazing oh jealous (laughs) Are you more of a sun or a rain person? Definitely sun. The thing is, I love the sun, but then I'm out in the mm-hmm. sun for like an hour and I start to burn and get too hot. So then I always have to get shade. It's this like, <laughs> it's an ongoing joke that I'm like, I want to get some sun. And then within like half an hour, I'm like, okay, I'm hot now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that. Mm. And the last one, spicy or sweet? Ooh, I love a bit of spice. Spicy all the way. have you ever tried mexican spice yes i have spice on everything i I just love spice yeah like the hotter the better wow i feel like you did you you do well in mexico yeah i love mexico you thrive yeah (laughs) fantastic like you thrive with the food i do i really really do i'm like extra hot please but it's so funny because growing up i used to hate anything spicy 
Like literally yeah. I couldn't, I could not deal with it. And now I'm just, I absolutely love it. I'm obsessed. <laughs> That's crazy how life works. Okay. So we're about to end this episode, but I want to leave you with one last question. What do you feel like you still need to accomplish or what does the future look like for you? What are your next plans? Ooh, the future. The future is going to be a lot more in-person events for me. Um, mm-hmm. A bigger impact, helping more people. The future just looks amazing. Like I'm hosting a retreat in Bali, which unfortunately I've had to postpone this year because of everything that's happening in the world. But 2021, yeah. the retreat is coming back. Um, so I'm so excited for that as well. Like that for me, mixing travel and business is just like, yes, bring it on. So yeah, retreats, in-person events, that's what the future holds. So more pushing yourself out there. That's it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Amy, for chatting with me today. It's honestly been a fabulous time. You're so interesting and I just love your vibe. I hope everyone can tell from this conversation. And please um, be sure to check her out. All of her Instagram and links will be on the episode description. So as usual, it's really easy for you to find it. And don't forget, we'd love to know what you think of our show. So please give us some feedback. All of our information is on our Instagram at Pretty Sure Podcast also in the description because we like to make your life easier. And if you can give us a review, we'd also really appreciate it. Thanks again, Amy. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. (laughs) See you next week, guys, and peace out.